Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast, where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. Now, it's been a while since we kept you up to date on trending news topics, so we thought we were over, we were long overdue for a full news episode because, I mean, also, we have a lovely intro that we need to roll, and we have yes. some very exciting news to talk about. Yes. All right, let's get into it. This is Plant-Based News with Kat and Dev, bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. Today, making news. The most weirdly named (laughs) new vegan burger movement campaign platform. I'm not really (laughs) sure what it encompasses, but the McPlant is here. Whatever that means. What do you think of when you hear the phrase McPlant? I don't like the name. I think it sounds healthy in my eyes, which it's McDonald's. It's not going to be healthy. I Uh think it's a deceiving name. Oh. In my eyes, like I think people are going to go expecting it to be healthy and then get upset when it's not healthy because it's McDonald's Um, or expecting it at least to be healthier, which I don't see it being healthier. (laughs) But yeah, no, I it also just doesn't roll off the tongue. McClant. (laughs) Like it's not a nice name to say so wait what do you think of the name oh i think it's super awkward and you're right it doesn't even make me think of because it's not a specific menu item right it's just a platform that they've made yeah so i was gonna say that it's not like they're coming out with a burger called the mcplant Mm -hmm. it's like a wing of their business that's dedicated to plant-based menu development i'm i think that's what it sounds like to me and just like getting customer feedback and looking at the markets and just all going to be about plant-based stuff in the McPlant. (laughs) Is it do people who work there have to put that on their LinkedIn? I work at McPlant. (laughs) Maybe you have a business card. I work at the McPlant. Head of product development at McPlant. (laughs) Is that like you know some kind of nuclear plant? Like that's what I think of. (laughs) Yeah really. It it legit, yeah, actually sounds like McDonald's nuclear plant. Right? Yeah. So in an article from USA Today, which I think was like exclusive to where McDonald's went first and then the other news outlets kind of reported it next, it says that this is a move that could kickstart a new round of the chicken sandwich war. What? Did what you? does that mean? Well, I guess that McDonald's also confirmed its new crispy chicken sandwich would arrive. So- uh-huh. They talk about a crispy sandwich war, and then they introduce the McPlant. And I think that means, like, we're supposed to be getting a burger, we're supposed to be getting chicken substitutes, and we're supposed to be getting breakfast sandwiches. Wow. Yeah, all next year, at least something next year. Is this just the U.S.? To me, it sounds like it's going to be the U.S. and maybe the U.K. as well. Got it. So Canada's still just stuck with those random locations in like london ontario (laughs) yeah that's what's also kind of weird about this it in a lot of the stories that talk about the mcplant they fully mention that mcdonald's did a test in ontario already but here we are just like left out yeah it's it's called like the plt or something right 
Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not around anymore, I don't think. They took it off, right? I have right? no idea. I have no idea. It also, to be honest, I tried it when I was in London once. It wasn't that good. Like, it just, it didn't taste like a McDonald's burger. It just tasted like a burger. That's fair. I mean, that one was beyond meat as well, right? I think so. It was beyond meat, but it was just kind of just like basic. Like, there was nothing special about it to make it a McDonald's burger. Like, there was no special sauce that they made for it. It was literally just ketchup, mustard, lettuce, and tomato, I think. Well, maybe that's something that the McPlant is going to focus on, you know? Like, not just the burger, but the entire experience. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. If McPlant's comes out with like a Big Mac sauce that's vegan, I will stop making fun of the name McPlant. (laughs) That will be the game changer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the interesting side note to this whole McPlant debate, because I feel like people are more talking about the name than they are about the menu items this week when this was announced. But um, notable jerk face Piers Morgan decided he had to say something about the name as well. Yeah. And he said that it's misleading because it's not a burger made out of meat, even though a burger doesn't mean that it's made of meat and the McPlant isn't just a burger either. So he... Does he not know veggie burgers exist already and they have existed for a long time? So I think he also kind of doesn't like that. And I didn't realize either that the UK had a recent veggie burger ban that was voted against because people actually in the UK, they wanted to ban being able to call it a veggie burger. Oh my, what would you call it? A uh, patty of like veggies no one no one's arguing <laughs> to call it a vegan like i could understand if people are upset when you call it like a vegan hamburger like in in the way we say vegan chicken because there's no other like reasonable way to say that i can understand why some pe- i mean i don't understand it but i could understand a sense of why some people don't understand why people would call it like vegan chicken because it's not chicken right a veggie burger is a thing it's been a thing for so long Right? Like, it has been around for so long. I don't know why you want to pick up on that now when there's... I mean, don't pick up on anything. I don't think we need to be criticizing what vegan foods are named anyways. Me too. I completely agree. Because it's like, to me, it's... I feel like it's just because it's becoming such a big thing and people are getting a little bit more fearful that they're going to have less meat options or some places are going to go completely vegan or whatever it is because people are very protective over what they eat. Usually, like, what people eat is a very big part of one's identity it can be tied to their culture a lot of times so i can understand why some people get really defensive really quickly but i'm also like no one hates on coconut milk that's true like i just like there's like these ones that are just accepted and then anytime we try and do something different they're like oh oh, oh, whoa no whoa (laughs) what are you doing a veggie burger you mean what we've been calling it for years already anyways this is unacceptable Like, McDonald's has had a veggie burger before. Yeah, I think that's another thing people don't realize or have forgotten. Yeah, Yeah, they just did it too early to a point where there wasn't enough people ordering. I mean, I I also didn't try it, so I have no idea if it was good or not. It was so long ago. Yeah. Um, Maybe it just wasn't good. But also, like, it was also at a time when there wasn't a lot of vegetarians and vegans necessarily around, or they just weren't going to fast food places because they couldn't really eat a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. And we should also note... so. They're saying that it's going to launch in various markets. They haven't specified where, but we know that as it stands right now, Germany has a burger on their McDonald's menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called the Big Vegan TS. I don't. What's TS? I don't stand know for? what TS. 
stands for, but it's made with Nestle's Incredible Burger. Oh. And then the UK does already have some plant-based options on their menu. Like, they have a vegan Happy Meal already. Yeah. I wonder if the McPlant is just going to take over all of this. Like, is McPlant supposed to be the house of all veggie or vegan vegetarian options for all of McDonald's? Like, if they part, since they are partnering with Beyond Meat on the McPlant, like, area, are they going to, like, if Germany launches this, are they going to just do Beyond Meat and not be the, do the Nestle, is it Incredible mm. Burger? Is that what you called it? Yeah. So, like, I, like, I wonder if that's going to happen, if this is going to replace the other markets that have it and they're just going to bring this new one in instead. Right. So that it's like consistent no matter what country you're in. Yeah, because that's like, I mean, that's like the thing of fast food a lot of times is there's difference based on like regional taste. There's different menu items, say in McDonald's, India, there would be in in the US or Canada. But like for the most part, you go to a McDonald's, you expect the same thing. You expect those classics, those favorites, right? So I wonder if they're going to replace the markets that already have it with this one. That's a good point. I guess we don't really know yet. And even when this announcement came out, we didn't actually know who was going to be behind like the burger and stuff. They just said that it was going to be a specially crafted burger specifically for McDonald's. But then there was like a follow up where Beyond was like, ha ha, hello, it's us. <laughs> Beyond was like, did you really expect it to be anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everybody was like, is it going to be Beyond or is it going to be impossible? Exactly. And I think Beyond makes the most sense based on if they want it in a bunch of markets, just because Impossible is not available in a lot of markets. And Beyond is growing at a quicker pace than Impossible is able to right now. Exactly. Now, they talked specifically about Beyond helping with the burger, but I'm wondering if Beyond is also going to help with these other things like the sausage, like for the breakfast sandwich or for the chicken that they want to bring. Yeah, because... I think in the States, KFC partnered with Beyond Meat to do their chicken launch, right? Yeah, KFC. yeah, yeah. So, like, they've done chicken before, mm-hmm. and they clearly know how to do chicken. And they also obviously know how to do sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, like, it would make sense if they were just going to stick with one brand to do it all. One brand to do it all. Brought to you by the McPlant. <gasps> Oh God. <laughs> I'm very excited to see if we start seeing eventually when things are like I don't know how far along this McPlant's concept is like if we should expect to see things early next year or it's going to be a couple years like I have no idea but I'm very excited for the times when we start to see possibly like commercials for McDonald's that are all around vegan menu items like that would be so weird. Mm-hmm. I mean it sounds like they want to launch at least something next year at least one thing we just don't know what or we don't know when it's very like i appreciate like it seems like they're putting a lot of thought into this menu or whatever how many menu items it's going to be they want to make sure they're doing it right but i'm also like just like i don't understand how much development it needs like i assume like to me like beyond burgers taste really good already like i don't know what the difference is going to be between between like a beyond burger that a&W gets versus a Beyond Burger that McDonald's is going to get? Like, is there going to be a big difference? I have no idea. And even with, like, the existing burgers that are out there, because Beyond already does supply burgers to different places. Yeah. What's the difference happening there? Is it just McDonald's being like, no, we got to make sure this is special, guys? 
Like, to me, it almost sounds like they're going to change, like, one ingredient or there's going to be one <laughs> extra spice. And they're going to be like, it's specially formula- formulated for McDonald's. And it's like that markety way to get you to go have it because you're like, oh, I can only get it at McDonald's. But it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And really, they're just making more trouble for themselves. Like, you could just get the burger out already. It's not like a burger at this point is not really that yeah unique. So just That's- launch it. That's what I'm saying. Like, even, like, like I could understand if they're trying to fully figure out a whole different burger and what works. But at the point, like, th- most people, and I feel like it's become evident that people don't necessarily need this new unique burger. Most people just want, like, a Big Mac veganized or, mm-hmm. like, whatever. the. I don't know any other menu items on McDonald's menu because I only get a Big Mac. I would love some McNuggets. Honestly, McNuggets. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like they're not, like... Again, we have no idea. They haven't really released much information on what they plan to release or what they plan to do. Um, But, like, it makes more sense to just veganize some of the classics and make it, like, you can get a Big Mac vegan or not vegan. And then you have that option. Because I think that's what people really want from a McDonald's vegan item. Like... It make to me it's evident in the sense that the PLT didn't really take off because it was a whole different item that people are like, yeah, it's fine, but it's not McDonald's. See, now I feel like this is exactly what the people at the McPlant are supposed to be focusing on. Like they're supposed to be listening to the market and getting to know what people want. So they should probably listen to our podcast and then yeah. know. <laughs> And I'm, again, I'm sure they are. I'm sure we're not these geniuses that are the first ones that thought to, hey, maybe we should just veganize our existing menu items. <laughs> but like, to me, like that doesn't take that long to develop. You just need to find like the Big Mac sauce. It's just replacing mayo. I assume everything else is vegan in it. Yeah. And then that's it. And yeah. I, again, don't know, really know what's in their buns. I assume there's no egg in their buns, but there could be. Um, but like, and especially in Canada, like obviously the U.S. has to figure out the fry situation because they're not vegan in the U.S. But like in Canada, the fries are vegan already. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't need that random modified milk ingredient. No, thank you. I think it's also uh, like beef something is in the fries as well. This like beef seasoning or something like that. Well, that's just too far. That's taking it too far. <laughs> but yeah, like this is the thing, like for Canada, I don't understand why they haven't just launched like a really just a vegan Big Mac because the fries are already vegan you can get the full menu and you just need to substitute the vegan mayo that's in the mac sauce I mean it sounds super easy to me so (laughs) but you know we have no experience in this area at all (laughs) we are completely unqualified yeah completely unqualified to talk about how easy this is (laughs) like we're gonna have people like send us messages and be like you're completely wrong this is very difficult to do (laughs) i would welcome some feedback yeah (laughs) all right now i promise this is not going to be a all beyond episode but why don't we do our other piece of beyond news and then we could just move beyond it you know (laughs) (laughs) you're so funny we are funny (laughs) okay so another big nationwide restaurant made a beyond announcement this week and that is pizza hut debuting some beyond meat topped pizzas now i have mixed feeling feelings about this news because it's very exciting but it's also it's not quite vegan why what is it i didn't read it they don't actually have vegan cheese pizza hut doesn't have vegan cheese yet not in the states or definitely not in canada i don't know if they have it in the uk Honestly, they probably do in the UK. The UK yeah, seems to have everything. I know, right? <laughs> and they are also getting some new Beyond Meat toppings in the UK too. But in the States, they have fully launched 
some like sausage toppings. So yeah. there's, I think it's three different pizza toppings. Uh-huh. So there's the Beyond Italian Sausage Pizza, which has cheese and Beyond Meat Italian Sausage Crumbles. And then the Great Beyond Pizza features, again, dairy cheese, fresh veggie toppings, and which actually includes banana peppers, which sounds delicious. Huh. And then yeah. the Italian sausage. And then an original pan crust that does not contain any ingredients. So they're basically telling you if you want to make this vegan, everything is all good. The marinara sauce is good. The crust just is good. Just take off the cheese. Just order it without the cheese but like, and you'll be fine. Again, there are some pizzas that taste perfectly fine doing that. Every once in a while, I do love a cheeseless pizza. I think it's really good. But most of the time, I don't. Most of the time, I want some cheese. Like, that's not... Pizza is everything, you know? You need the whole... <laughs> all, all of the parts of pizza. When companies like this, specifically pizza places, when they introduce vegan meat before vegan cheese or without vegan cheese entirely it feels like they're more appealing to the people who just want to reduce their meat intake rather than vegans like they are just skipping over vegans and not necessarily getting any new customers they're just trying to appeal to this new trend to reduce your meat intake basically and that's it's kind of i was like which like i'm all for i really want people to reduce their meat intake if possible but, like, I'm also, like, there's people still here that need another ingredient still. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a good step, especially for those people who do want to reduce their meat intake, which is also important. But it also leaves, like, the vegans kind of feeling forgotten and left out when we have loved and supported Beyond for so long. And, I mean, Pizza Hut was one of my favorite pizzas before going vegan. So I would really <laughs> love them to add some vegan cheese to their menu. Yeah, it just, it it feels like, like to me, like adding a vegan meat without adding vegan cheese is basically like, I don't, to me, I don't really get it. You're still going to get the same number of customers because even before that, like vegetarians could eat pizza because there was che- cheese is fine for vegetarians. Meat eaters and non-vegetarians could still eat pizza because everything's fine. You're not really adding anything new when you just add vegan meats. Yeah. I I completely agree. It's interesting news, but it's not quite celebratory news. Yeah, because like, like it's exciting. I hope it results in people reducing their meat intake. But at the same time, I'm like, there's nothing really necessarily for me to celebrate because I still can't eat Pizza Hut. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Well, as as much as we love talking about Beyond Meat so much, I think we should move on to like other vegan news that doesn't involve um, beyond me, but let's talk about something that is very, very exciting because Chef Roy Choi announced that he's partnering with Field Roast to promote vegan meat to chefs. And you guys know how much we love all things Chef Roy Choi, Christina Tosi, John Favreau, Eddie. Those three are just like goals for us. <laughs> and if you don't know, then you should go and watch the Chef Show on Netflix and the Chef. It's the movie and the TV show. Watch those two things because Roy is a huge part of both of those. And we love everything that he makes, even though before now, none of those things were really vegan. But this is very exciting for one of our favorite chefs to be working with a vegan company. So basically what has been announced is that Field Roast has announced a multi-year partnership with Roy Choi. And the idea is that it's part of 
their new Make Taste Happen campaign, which will inspire the culinary community to experiment with new flavors and encourage the use of plant-based foods. So this is also part of Field Roast completely refreshing their brand, which they haven't done since 1997 when they started. So apparently they're launching a new logo and packaging. Ooh. Yeah. And then Roy's going to help introduce this new brand identity and tell their story through a national advertising campaign. It's it's very exciting to see that it's like I feel like we haven't really heard much from Field Roast yeah. in a long time. So it's exciting to see Field Roast kind of put itself back into the vegan burger game and be like, "Hey, we're here still." Exactly. And I mean from watching the chef show and watching Roy cook, a lot of his recipes and the way that he cooks I feel like it really, it's kind of our style and kind of our, our taste mm-hmm. too. So I am so excited to see the things that he does with Field Roast products because now it feels like mm-hmm. I can actually recreate what he's making, truly. Yeah, it, what's kind, what's also exciting about that is Field Roast ju- isn't just vegan meats. They also do vegan cheeses. Mm-hmm. So that makes me believe that like, as opposed to someone using Beyond, Beyond Meat, where they like, they can do Beyond Meat, then add whatever cheese they want in effect making it not vegan anymore this year now he can also use their full like range of products to come up with vegan and plant-based foods which is so exciting yeah it does say that his he plans to develop new plant-based recipes that feature the roasts the meat slices and the cheeses which oh my goodness the cheeses are so good some of my favorite slices ever yeah it's also very exciting to see Roy Choi is someone we both really like and someone who also cooks with meat a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't shy away from vegetables. He's very good with making vegetables look and sound delicious. Um, But he's, like, when you look at his stuff, they cook a lot of meat-based dishes. So it's exciting to see somebody who is very focused on meat make that kind of switch to, and, like, put his name behind it. Like, this is something he trusts that even meat eaters will love. That makes me very excited for the recipes. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, the Roy that we know from TV and stuff, we only see so many things. But it does uh, outline in this article that he has kind of been trying plant-based stuff in recent years so things like participating in the eat drink vegan festival where he served some vegan tofu tacos and then apparently he does have some vegan options at his restaurant best friend which is new and in las vegas so that's also good and he says that through my journey to eat more plant-based food i found field roast and really connected with their food and their philosophies i enjoy how their food tastes how it cooks and its versatility it's rare when you can be a fan of a company and align with them professionally. I'm so excited. I'm honestly so excited. Me too. I think this is one of the most exciting news things we had to send each other this week. Yes. But also, I'm sorry, sorry I was looking up Roy Choi. Did you know he was 50 years old? I did not. What? Right? <laughs> He's 50. <laughs> well, he looks great. He does look great. <laughs> All right. Well, I cannot wait for what's to come in 2021 from mm-hmm. both Field Roast and from Roy and them as a partnership. It's a beautiful thing to look forward to. I- I'm so excited. Maybe it'll make it into the chef show eventually. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing because we've talked about how there's not enough vegan cooking shows being produced professionally. I mean, there's lots on YouTube, but like, come on, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Come on, Roy, bring it to Netflix. Yeah. All right, should we move on to this new thanksgiving helpline 
for vegans oh yeah i forgot about that this is an interesting little side story that we stumbled upon and it's actually kind of as a result of the pandemic Mm. because thistle which is a meal delivery service they saw a spike in their orders like recently during the pandemic so Mm -hmm. they are expecting more people to be considering vegan options for thanksgiving so to prepare for that they've set up a whole hotline and if you call this hotline you can get cooking tips from a thistle culinary expert okay well that's what the hotline is so it's tricks such as seasoning a tofurkey roast and making vegan versions of thanksgiving favorites i think it's a really cool marketing idea like i think it's great the concept is great and i do think people will use it but i also don't know what's different from it than google i think because people might feel overwhelmed by what's on google and they feel like if they're talking to an actual person and a person who is like certified by thistle as an expert and they already trust thistle to provide them with options because they've probably already used it then there's a sense of like i'm definitely gonna get options that i can trust and aren't going to be a fail because it is intimidating to introduce new options into thanksgiving which is something so just traditional so thistle doesn't have like so they're a meal kit company you said right they are they call themselves a plant forward meal delivery service okay (laughs) so (laughs) so they don't they're not like delivering a vegan thanksgiving they're just allow like opening a hotline for people who want to make a thanksgiving themselves but need some extra help to do so i think so like i'm sure as a meal delivery service they're going to have options as part of their service i would assume that are you know thanksgiving inspired themed yeah but i think this is like an added level for people if they want to do anything outside of what they're offering question for you devin would you call like me right now or me when i was a new vegan let's say you three years ago maybe but then i I feel like i'm just i would call you first but because you're my culinary (laughs) expert so if i didn't know you i might but i also i kind of don't like calling it a helpline yeah i feel like there's a stigma with that word in any sense and we could probably move to a more positive word whenever help helpline is currently being used you know Mm mm-hmm yeah, I agree. But yeah, no, I it'll be interesting. I hope they not necessarily release numbers, but I'll be interested to see if they release anything about like how successful it was or if people actually called and all that stuff. Yeah, I would be so curious to hear from somebody who does call in and kind of what their experience is and what if they have used Thistle before and what they learned on top of what they get from Thistle, like through this helpline. Yeah, because honestly, something else that I feel like could have been cool for them to do is not necessarily like they don't have to necessarily do a meal kit delivery but imagine they pre-recorded their chefs or whoever these people are walking people through how to make a vegan thanksgiving like you get the ingredients you get everything yourself and then you literally put on like this video this walkthrough and it's like a chef you're there one-on-one with them and they're teaching you how to do your thanksgiving dinner like i feel like something like that would be so much fun yeah i mean i think they easily could have done a little bit of both like if you do just mm-hmm. even a few videos, those are very complementary to any kind of meal delivery service, right? Yeah. You're, you're right. There are a lot of opportunities to build on this concept, but I think even them just trying to provide this kind of one-on-one more personalized service is a very interesting approach for a company. I don't, yeah. I don't know how large they are or what kind of traffic they are expecting because this could all very easily get out of scale. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I am curious how how popular they're expecting it to be because, like, how many experts do they have working uh, during Thanksgiving? Like, how many people, how many phone lines do they have? How many things? Like, I'm curious how busy they're expecting it to be. Yeah, that's the other thing. The, the hotline is only, oh, I called it a hotline instead of a helpline. What's the difference? <laughs> I don't know if there is a difference, to be honest. <laughs> um, but anyways, the hours are from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. Oh. Yeah, so it's not all day. It's still interesting that it would end at 1 p.m. Yeah, and it seems a lot shorter than I thought it would be, but maybe that just speaks to the resources they have available. Yeah, because like to me, I think most people would actually end up calling midway through or towards the end of their prepping because like something went wrong last minute or like something happened like it didn't turn out the way it was supposed to what can I do to fix this I don't know maybe that's just my thought like I'm sure people would have been called throughout but it's an interesting I guess also for the first year they're doing it they don't know how popular it would be so why dedicate so many hours but yeah but the other thing is that the it's only available from November 23rd to the 25th so that's like the Monday to the Wednesday before oh, so American it's Thanksgiving. Not even on Thanksgiving exactly so you kind of have to already know what questions you might have like you're right you might not know what struggles you're having until on the day yeah so it's not okay so that's where i was confused i guess so it's not a, in the sense of like mid you're making your meal and something happens call us and we can help you figure it out it's in the days up leading up we can tell you what ingredients go well together and this stuff and what you can substitute for this if you're trying to make this recipe or whatever it's like more the planning phase yeah and maybe like certain things to look out for if it's your first time cooking with a certain ingredient or trying a certain dish i don't know maybe stuff like Got that it. so I'm very curious to see because I also feel like in the digital world now, there's very few people who actually want to call somebody and talk to somebody. So I'm curious to see how many people actually use it. You know, normally I would consider that, but I also, I don't know, in the age of the pandemic, maybe you just want to talk to somebody. <laughs> you just want to hear somebody's voice. <laughs> Oh my god, are are you a human? I need to talk to a human right now. I mean, I don't know if I'm just projecting or if other people are feeling that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but it's interesting and it's a really cool marketing move that probably doesn't cost them that much money, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we will move across the pond because we have another little piece of news from the UK that came out again last week. And that's from sa sandwich chain Subway. They are trialing a vegan version of their chocolate chip cookie. Which is so exciting. It is, because, like, they've also introduced plant-based options to their menu, too. But when you go to Subway, there's, like, the chip and cookie and drink combo, right? Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm not a huge Subway fan. I, I went there a lot because, like, it's an easy thing to get. It's a sandwich. Sandwiches are good, whatever. But, like... If I knew, like, if I was, like, looking on, like, out, looking for something to eat, and I knew I could get a chocolate chip cookie with a sub sandwich, I would probably be more inclined to go to Subway. <laughs> a cookie is kind of a game changer. <laughs> yeah, like, the fact that you can get, like, your meal plus something a little sweet on the side, like, I would probably go choose Subway sometimes over, like, an A&W here in Canada or Harvey's or something like that every once in a while because, like, chocolate chip cookies are so good yeah i mean it's kind of confusing the article says chocolate chip cookie but then the instagram post that is linked says double chocolate cookie so i'm not sure which one oh. it actually is i don't know 
but either way it's launching as a trial so it's not necessarily going to be around forever unless it's super successful and they actually commit to a trial which i don't think we see very often i I, i'm also curious like like to me it probably is gonna taste very much the same as the original why not just swap it all together right I don't really get why you need two different versions if they probably will taste the same. Maybe they just assume there's going to be too much of a stigma at first. Maybe. It feels too risky. Yeah. Like, honestly, at this point, like, I feel like a lot of places don't necessarily have to say vegan cookie. They could say chocolate chip cookie and then in the description say vegan friendly. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that takes away that stigma when you don't have to read, oh, it's a vegan cookie. Right. Or even if it said, like, dairy free, egg free, like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It'll be interesting. Like, if there's anyone in the UK that's able to try this when it comes out, I, I'm really curious if it tastes similar to what the original tasted like, and if they're hopeful, like I hope if it does, I don't know why they wouldn't just swap it out. Yeah, well maybe maybe they will eventually. This is a step in that direction at least. Yeah. All right, we have one more piece of news that honestly feels kind of random, but sure, White Castle, <laughs> you can put vegan stuffing on an impossible slider for Thanksgiving. That sounds like an interesting time. Yes. Okay. So I need to know, I've had White Castle, actually, I've never had it, but like when I went to the US with my family once years and years ago, my brothers really wanted to try White Castle. So we went to get White Castle. I opted to go somewhere else because the burgers looked so gross. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone who likes White Castle. But, like, is this something White Castle does normally? Like, is there, like, a non-vegan version? Here's the thing, Catherine. Apparently, this is a 30-year-old slider-based stuffing recipe. What? Yeah. I don't understand. White Castle is the most confusing place. (laughs) So, I don't know what else is in the original one other than that it's made with beef sliders. I don't know what's in the original recipe, but that's what this is being the vegan version of. So, to make it... It says a simple recipe calls for 10 impossible sliders ordered without cheese and pickles, celery, vegetable broth, and spices, which all get baked into a stuffing casserole. I've never, ever thought that I could go through a drive-thru to a place <laughs> and get stuffing. I, I'm with you, and I had no idea that White Castle did specialty Thanksgiving options. White Castle is so weird. <laughs> and to help promote these... Uh, these recipes it says they've teamed up with rapper coolio who will prepare coolio. the side dish on his social media channels oh everything about that sentence makes me feel old i also really really enjoy that rappers are becoming so so much of the vehicle of plant-based foods right now in the promotion of plant-based foods. like snoop dogg at dunkin donuts yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting For those of you who like White Castle or who don't and still want to try this and go try it, please let us know. Also, for those of you that have had the original recipe before, I guess, (laughs) is it weird? Is it it as weird as we think it is? (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of tempted. What if we just make our own? Yeah. And also, I mean, there is impossible ground round here in Canada now. So we could try it with the ground, like the um ground instead of the patties oh my goodness that would be hilarious imagine the first time we're trying impossible (laughs) we're trying it in a white castle stuffing recipe (laughs) i feel like that randomness is kind of on brand and just about as random as this announcement the recipe is right here we could literally make this they have all of the quantities (laughs) 
Should we? Yeah, make I it? think. I mean, it's not a terribly unique recipe. It's pretty no. simple. Well, yeah, it has to be because it's fast food. It's basically like our stuffing recipe minus a little bit of white wine. <laughs> oh my gosh, we this is so simple. <laughs> All right, we're gonna make White Castle stuffing recipe. Well, I think this is a a good place to end the news. This was a lot. This was a, a roller coaster, which I guess the news always is, isn't it? In 2020, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for this edition of In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the White Castle stuffing crumbles. <laughs> weird. It's always weird around here. But this was fun doing the news again. It was. We I I was noticing this last week, I think. I was like, wow, we haven't done the news in a really long time. I kind of feel like it's become a monthly thing for us. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do one full episode of news. Yeah. Yeah. Unless like a lot happens, which... Or exciting things happen that we want to talk about right away. Exactly. Exactly. But that's going to be it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss these potential future news episodes because... You never know what you're going to learn about here. And we never know what we're going to learn either. (laughs) And if you want to check out any of our vegan recipes, including our vegan stuffing, which apparently is pretty close to the White Castle one, you can find them (laughs) at twomarketgirls.com or we are Two Market Girls on YouTube. And we are also Two Market Girls on all of the socials. Imagine I just like find out that my mom's stuffing recipe is actually White (laughs) Castle. She got it from White Castle. (laughs) Well, it's like Phoebe and friends finding out the chocolate chip cookie (laughs) recipe is from Nestle. (laughs) Oh, so good. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.